Bryce Wilson's not a major league starting pitcher, okay? I could dig into all kinds of data and, you know, nasty adjectives and everything else. He's not a major league starting pitcher. The question is, who blew this, you know? Because it was someone. Good morning to you. Good Wednesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. It comes your way bright and early every weekday. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer daily shots of Steelers and Penguins that I hope you'll check out. Dodgers 11, Pirates 1. That's more like it, at least from the equilibrium standpoint. The Dodgers with a payroll that is nine times the size of the Pirates. The Pirates trying on back-to-back nights to run on Mookie Betts. No, you know, it's just, it's not something that was going to go well, even if everything had gone well for the home team, because that's how badly outmanned they are. That said, that said, Wilson, two and two thirds of an inning, six runs, eight hits. He does this against everyone. There was nothing Dodgers about what happened to Wilson last night. He is an equal opportunity catastrophe as a starter. And there have been spells, you know, where you see something where you say, oh, yeah, maybe there's something there. Because you'll see the stuff, you'll see the fastball run up there at 95, 96 miles an hour, and you go, you know, yeah, I mean, he's 24 years old. You're going to find something. But if you go back over all of his starts since he was acquired from the Braves in the Richard Rodriguez trade, what you're going to find more than anything else are fractions. You know, two and two thirds, three and a third, four and a third if he's really feeling it. That's just who he is. I don't want to bury his career, but that's who he is right now, after not one, but two teams have tried him out. And the other team isn't exactly in a great position to have its evaluations questioned, considering they just won the World Series. The Braves kind of know what they're doing, and I'm sure they knew what they were doing when they sent Wilson in this direction. But again, rather than piling on the individual, because He is what he is, and he's not the one responsible for either overvaluing him or under-instructing him or whatever the case may be. It's probably better to look at what went wrong, what went into this. Was it the evaluation? Was it Ben Charrington and his staff just not being able to tell whether or not this was, in fact, a major league starting pitcher? And if so... Maybe you have some common denominators there because you've also got other starting pitchers that have come in other trades. Will Crow has been a nice reliever, but he absolutely wasn't a starting pitcher. He came in the Josh Bell trade. Zach Thompson has shown you two or three innings where you think there's something there, and then there isn't. Zach Thompson was acquired in the Jacob Stallings trade. So is it that? Or is it what I actually think it is? 
This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at North Shore Tavern. That's directly across Federal Street from PNC Park. It's home of Steak on a Stone, an eating experience, underscoring the word experience. The steak is brought to you partially cooked on an 800-degree stone, and you do the rest. It's a ton of fun, it's a great meal, and it's a baseball atmosphere like no other in Pittsburgh. North Shore Tavern, right across Federal Street from PNC Park. So what do I think it is? Well, what I think it is, realistically, is when you miss like this, it tends to be more than one thing. So if you keep getting the Crow and the Wilson and the Thompson types, and there have been others, and none of them is panning out for you, you're missing on evaluations. I'm sorry, you just are. At the same time, in each of these cases, and I don't want to overstate this, but each of them has raw material. It doesn't take much to see that, even if you look at nothing other than cold, hard velocity. I mentioned Wilson can run the fastball up there. He can. He's routinely at 95, 96 miles an hour. That's a live arm. It's a live 24-year-old arm that's been stretched out to start. Somebody should have seen something in that. Thompson can bring it up there even heavier than that. I remember the inning of his that I covered up in Milwaukee, and yes, that's the nature of the Pirates' rotation in 2022 that I remember good innings. But he had a really, really good inning up there against the Brewers where he just mowed guys down, overpowered the heart of their order just by attacking them up high. Dottie Henson fastballs. But nothing comes of it. Nothing comes of it. You want to try blaming the catchers or the game planners or both whenever they're one and the same as it was with Stallings, well, good luck with that, because the last guy, Stallings, won a gold glove and was universally considered one of the better catchers in the game, including at that particular art. The other starting catcher, the one they just had, but who's now hurt for a very long period of time, Roberto Perez, also owns gold. Oh, and by the way, the Pirates hired someone for a position that had never previously existed. This was just this past offseason. And his role is game planning, is exactly this. It's setting up sequences for catchers and pitchers to follow, ways to attack specific hitters. Really, this is all the dude does. His name is Radley Haddad. And I know they're taking his wisdom seriously because Derek Shelton brings him up on more than one occasion as it relates to a game situation. Okay? Process of elimination here. What's going on? Why can't any, any, any of these starting pitchers get better under this pitching coach? I will keep challenging people to name for me one starter who's gotten better. And please, don't throw me a Jose Quintana or a Tyler Anderson. These are veteran pitchers who were formed elsewhere. They might have had a down year before the Pirates got them at a bargain rate, but that's not the equivalent of your pitching coach making you better as part of your development. If this doesn't petrify you as a Pittsburgh baseball fan, knowing that the pitchers who are coming up from the minors, including 
Ruanzi Contreras are going to have to work with this pitching coach who makes nobody better, it probably should. It's a very real thing until proven otherwise. When we come back, just one question. J1Q, and today's comes from Alan, who asks, they simply have to bring up Rodolfo Castro and give him Cole Tucker's at-bats, right? Um, yes. But my um was inserted there for a reason. Rodolfo Castro isn't exactly ripping anything up in Indianapolis. Uh, He hit a grand slam last night, and we saw him hit home runs in the majors. Most unfortunately, there hasn't been a ton of, you know, stuff in the interim. Uh, He hasn't exactly dominated the AAA level. This year, for the Indians, he's batting 250 with a 397 OBP, and that's pretty good. But two home runs and 12 RBIs in 96 official at-bats doesn't floor you. It doesn't scream, promote me. Now, the reason I agreed with you is that most hitters, I think, in AAA would be more productive in the majors than Tucker. And if that sounds excessively mean, so be it. He's batting 175 after going one for four after yet another start last night. I don't think it could be any clearer that Tucker is standing on his last legs. I've been saying that for a while, I know, but the roster moves that have to be made the two big cuts that are required later this week. My goodness, they absolutely have to include Tucker. I mean, I don't know how much longer you want to torture the kid. You know? I mean, he just doesn't belong at this level with that bat. So if he isn't around, then you're looking at a situation where between that and Jake Marisnik going on the DL, you're probably looking at someone who can be a a super utility, and eh, maybe not super, a utility guy that can go between infield and outfield, not necessarily center, as well as someone you're not going to stunt by putting them on the bench. Now, if your counter to that is he can just have all of Tucker's starts because Tucker had way too many, then you've got me checkmated. But let's instead assume that the Pirates will do something intelligent and give those at-bats to Diego Castillo who looks like a baseball player with some potential, both at bat and in the field. If that's the case and you commit to Castillo and you say, this is the guy, we just want him out there every day. We're going to run him out there on a regular basis. Kevin Newman comes back. We've kind of got our infield set. Then, depending on what you're working on with with Castro down in the minors, you might want to leave him there until that process is followed through. I'm being hypothetical here, but these are the kinds of things that you'll hear from people on the inside. That every time you think you've got something solved in your head, like, yeah, move this guy, bring that guy up and whatever. Then you hear some backstory about somebody that he just can't hit a change up to save his life right now. And that doesn't show up in the box scores. But once they come to Pittsburgh and the book is out on you like within three seconds and you can't hit a changeup, you're in for a really, really 
rough and short stint in the majors, and that doesn't benefit anyone. So I agree with you in principle on paper, but I'd also be willing to hear an explanation if that isn't the case as it relates to Castro, not as it relates to Tucker. We've seen plenty. We've seen plenty. I appreciate the question, Alan. I appreciate everyone listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We will do another one tomorrow. Thank you.